Welcome to the Royal Caribbean Blog Podcast, a weekly look into the world of Royal Caribbean cruising. I'm your host, Matt Hotchberg, and this is episode number 25. This week, let's talk about a major component of any Royal Caribbean cruise, the main dining room. Eating in the main dining room has a number of options to consider, and I'd like to take you through everything the main dining room offers, as well as the options available to make your experience better. We also have lots of listener messages to share, so here we go. All right, the main dining room. You know, the main dining room experience on Royal Caribbean has become one of the signature aspects of a cruise with Royal Caribbean. Eating in the main dining room has changed a lot over the years, but the basic concept remains in place. So this week, I'd like to explore the various aspects of the main dining room. I'm one of those people that really enjoys eating in the main dining room. I love the experience of it. For my first cruise, I've come to enjoy meeting the wait staff and relishing our interactions together. I like how the wait staff gets to know you and your family and learn what you like and don't like. I also like how the waitstaff is usually a fun group of people who will do things like entertain my daughter with tricks, share stories of their lives working on the ship, and even offer advice for the next day's activities. For me, the main dining room is a major part of cruising. Now, I also know there's a lot of people out there, even some listening to this podcast, who don't like the main dining room experience for a number of reasons. And you know what? That's okay, too. Royal Caribbean offers different options to accommodate everyone, and there's plenty of choices out there. So let's start with the basics of the main dining room. There are two seatings on any given Royal Caribbean cruise, first and second seating. First seating, also sometimes called early seating, is, well, the first of two seatings, and it's usually offered sometime between 5 and 6 p.m., maybe a little later than that, maybe a little earlier. The exact time varies from ship to ship, but it's usually in that time frame. Typically, first seating is preferred by families because parents with young children need to eat earlier since the kids have bedtimes that are going to be sooner than if they try to go out later. Now, second seating, also called late seating, follows nearly immediately after first seating and usually begins sometime after 8 o'clock p.m. And typically with second seating, it's popular among adults or at least people without young kids, so maybe teenagers or even, you know, tweens perhaps. There are no rules, however, who can or can't dine in first or second seating, but it is available on a first-come, first-served basis when you book your cruise. So getting the dining time you want is yet another advantage of booking your cruise early. So as soon as one seating fills up, usually it's going to be the first seating. There's a wait list that your travel agent can add you to or Royal Caribbean can add you to if you book directly. Now, I've been on numerous wait lists for the main dining rooms, and about half the time I've gotten through the wait list, while the other half I did not. If you don't get to the dining rotation you prefer, you can always fall back to a tip that I always recommend, which is going to the main dining room on embarkation day and speaking to the head waiter on duty about changing your rotation. I've had, honestly, I think 100% success rate with this. And, you know, I have to say that your mileage may vary. It's not guaranteed, but it's something to keep in mind. We'll talk about that in a little bit later. If you do have kids and can't get out of second dining, there's always another option of bringing your kids to the Wind Jamer for dinner the, during first seating dinner and then dropping them off at the Adventure Ocean and then you going to have dinner alone at the second seating back in the main dining room. Now, there are advantages to dining at both times, I feel. So whatever is more important to you will dictate what you lean towards. First seating is great for kids, as I mentioned earlier, and the show times are better since you go from dinner to the show after. Second seating people have to see their show before dinner. Now, second seating, though, allows for more time in port since often there's a conflict with what time your port days allow you to stay out for and what time dinner begins for the first seating. So if your dinner is at, let's say, first seating dinner, that is, is at 530. I'm just throwing a time out there. And you can be in port until five or six o'clock. You really have to be back by about maybe even four o'clock as early as that because you got to get ready for dinner. Now, with second seating, uh, it's rare to have to rush back to the ship to get ready for dinner, so you get more time in port. 
But again, there was that downside of, well, you're going to have to go. If you want to see a show, you will have to kind of rush back to that extent. Now, let's talk about special requests because while the main dining room cooks for thousands, they are cognizant of there's many needs for different guests. From vegetarian to low salt to no cheese on my burger, please, there's lots of requests the kitchen can get. If you need something specifically arranged for you, there's definitely a process to follow. Now, Royal Caribbean says it can accommodate dietary restrictions such as food allergies, gluten-free, kosher, low-fat, low-sodium, vegetarian, including Indian-style vegetarian, and lactose-free or soy milk. Now, if you have a need, like any of those I just mentioned, either have your travel agent convey to Royal Caribbean, or if you book directly, you can email special underscore needs at rccl.com. And in the email, include your the names of the guests in your party, the booking number, the ship name, and sale date. Now, you'll get an automated response, but that's about it. And regardless, if you have your travel agent do it or your email, I recommend in addition doing one more thing, which is when you get to embarkation day, going to the speak to the main waiter in the main dining room to confirm everything that you're doing. Now, I've done this in the past because, you know what, even though I don't really have a, I don't have a restriction or anything, but I really love Indian food. And Royal Caribbean's main dining room, Indian food, has always been great. I always love ordering it, but you need to order it in advance because it's a special request these days. So what I'll do is I'll go to the main dining room on, on embarkation day ask to speak to the head waiter and tell them that I would prefer to have an Indian dish for me at dinner every night so they can accommodate me. You can also ask for other special things like if you want to have special things for breakfast because, of course, the main dining room does serve breakfast on most mornings, I think, not all mornings. You can actually ask for that as well. And again, they'll do their best to accommodate you. There's only so much they can do if you're asking for you know, certain things they just can't get because they don't have. Unfortunately, they'll be able to help you, but they'll do their very, very best. And it's a great way, again, if you have special needs, to make sure you speak with them in addition to anything else you do. Don't just assume that it's going through. Just double check. It takes 10 minutes, and you know it, it's great. Now, speaking to the head waiter on embarkation day is also the time to change your table size if you prefer. If you see that you're at a table for 12 and you're a party of four and you prefer, you can request to change to a smaller table. There's no guarantees, but they'll see what they can do. Now, this leads me to the discussion about meeting people at dinner. My wife and I don't make any table size requests, and we've really let Royal Caribbean decide. Well, that's actually a lie. The first cruise on Royal Caribbean that me and my wife took, which was our honeymoon cruise, we did ask for a table for two because it was our honeymoon. We wanted to sit together. But since that point, we have always just let fate dictate it because we've really enjoyed it. We've had really good luck with being seated with other people because we found it to be fun to meet new people and discuss not only our common cruise experience, but also, you know, the flavors of everyone's home life. Meeting your table mates and getting to know them is another fun part of cruising, and we just love it. It's great to meet new people. You know, it adds the flavor. It's like, oh, you know what? I can't wait to talk to Bob, who I happen to meet on the cruise, and see how, you know, what their day was like because the other day we were talking about kite surfing and I saw a lot of people doing kite surfing at this island. I don't know. But you know, these kinds of things happen and it's fun to share stories, hear other people's experiences. It, it makes it more personal. And again, you know, me and my wife, my three-year-old, we're only going to have a limited amount of conversation. So it's nice to have a little bit different experience, you know? Now on our freedom of the seas cruise, as an example, we received with two other groups of people and it was a really interesting group. We all came from different backgrounds. and It was nice to talk with others and share our experience that we had on board. So I really encourage everyone to try at least staying with others at dinner. And remember, you can always ask the head waiter at any point in your cruise to change tables if there's ever an issue. If you're sitting with someone and they're just not talkative or they're rude or I don't know what, maybe you're not, they're Red Sox fans and you're a Yankee fan, <laughs> you know, you can change tables. They'll do their best to accommodate you. You may not get a table by yourself, but there's usually space for other people. 
If you've cruised with Royal Caribbean at any length, then you may be aware that in the last one to two years, Royal Caribbean has switched over their main dining room menus to a new menu. Now, every few years, Royal Caribbean changes their fleet-wide menu, and the menu that we have today has been around for, I'd say, about a year or so. It was probably about mid to late 2012 when we saw it changed over. And basically, the menu has a each night has a theme that's centered around a particular spice or food. Some examples are like shiitake, basil, and pomodoro. The menu still retains this classic section, which has like a half dozen foods or so that never change. Like there's a chicken, there's a pasta, there's a beef dish. But the main options that are offered that change from night to night reflect usually some aspect of that spice or food or whatever, the theme basically. Now, before I even talk about food, before we even discuss anything about food, I think it's really important to note that food is among the most objective things there are. Now, what I find that tastes amazing, you might be repulsed by. You might think it's awful and vice versa. You might think, you know what? This thing tastes awesome and I'm like, oh, that's the worst thing I've ever eaten. So it's important to remember that because of how everyone tastes food differently, there isn't a definitive ruling or judgment on how good or bad the food is. Frankly, I find the main dining room food on Royal Caribbean to be anywhere between decent slash good to excellent. Some dishes are definitely better than others, and if you order something and it isn't your liking, please, please, please tell your waiter. They will really do everything they can to accommodate you. If you order a steak and it doesn't come out the right way, or if you order a chicken and there's something on there that you didn't ask for, don't just suck it up. Tell them, uh, you know, unfortunately this dish is not to my liking, here's why, and you will see them bend over backwards to make it happen for you to do something else. Really, I, I really implore you, don't just sit there and suffer and then come back and then tell everyone that you had a terrible cruise because the food was terrible and it's the worst Royal Caribbean cruise ever. Honestly, I've heard of reports. People sent me these kinds of reports that they had the worst cruise ever and I'll ask, well, what was wrong? And they'll go on to tell me how bad the food was. Well, again, food is subjective. And again, I really believe there's no reason you can't have good food on a cruise in the main dining room. You just need to talk to someone and see what's available for you. I've been mentioning the waiters are also one of my favorite things besides the food in the main dining room. And there's three waiters you'll deal with on every night. Your waiter, your assistant waiter, and the head waiter. The main waiter takes your food orders and is your point person for everything happening. The assistant waiter takes your drink orders, refills your drinks, and brings bread to you. If this were the army, I'd compare the main waiter to being the commanding officer for the assistant waiter. Most waiters aspire to be head waiter someday, but they need experience first, and they usually are paired up with a good main waiter to kind of get that. Your waiter and assistant waiter will serve you and usually another few tables. Head waiters are responsible for even more tables, and they come around to make sure the experience is good overall. They don't take food or drink orders. They mostly keep the waiters in line and discuss with guests any needs that they have. The waiter and assistant waiters I've had over the years have been great, and as I said earlier, they are fun, and they really try to bring entertainment to dinner. In addition, they'll also learn what you like and don't like. It's great after a night or two. The main waiter brings me, say, my Indian entree without asking for it, and maybe even tell me if there's coffee ice cream available tonight because the other night I asked for as much coffee ice cream as humanly possible. That's a true story, by the way. Now, my interactions with the head waiter have been more hit or miss. Sometimes we really don't talk at all. He'll come by, he or she will come by, wave, say hello, and that's about it. Other times we'll have special requests and they go through that person and we'll have much more interaction. So it kind of depends on the cruise, but they're there in case you need something, basically. Otherwise, they're just there to make sure everything's running smoothly behind the scenes. Now, I enjoy my time in the main dining room, and I always encourage everyone to try it. Now, if you're wondering about the dress code in the main dining room, which definitely has one, I'll refer you back to episode 19, where we discuss the dress code in detail. Now, I can wait for my next dinner in the main dining room, and I hope all of you also come to enjoy eating there as much as I do.
Let's read some more of your listener messages, and we'll start with a tweet from Michael Eads, who's at Sonic15E on Twitter, and said, Matt, try to book an interior family promenade view on Freedom for our family of four. Royal Caribbean tells me that five is the minimum. Is this always true? The answer is, yes, it is, Michael, until it's not. (laughs) Basically, the family staterooms have a minimum size requirement, usually like Royal Caribbean tells you five. The thing is, if you get too close to a certain date, basically after a certain amount of time, if they haven't been sold yet, Royal Caribbean will open them up to everybody else. So, in my case, when we're going on Navigator to the Seas in just a couple weeks, in fact, we have just three people in our stateroom, but because we were so close to the booking window, whatever it was, we were able to book even though we only had three people instead of a room that's usually reserved for five. So basically, you have to wait until the room becomes available the family state rooms become available and how long that is you know i just don't know there isn't a hard and fast date i booked mine about two to three days before final payment date if that means anything to you michael but of course your experience may differ but you can at least check to see if these rooms are still available anytime you can always you know see put in that you've got five or six people in your party and see if those rooms are still available for booking and kind of track it that way and again a good travel agent will be able to check that for you almost on a daily basis so Hopefully that'll help you out there, Michael. Let's go to email. And our first email today is from Peter Lockhart of Scotland. Sorry, Peter can't resist. Peter writes, hope 2014 shaving up well for you and not long till our cruise on Oasis. Purchase the ultimate drink package today. After much debate with my son, we felt it would work out as a good deal, especially with all the specialty coffees, waters, and soft drinks, plus all the booze too. (laughs) Question for you. The comedy club gets a reputation of being a fun place to be. However, I gather it's small and can be difficult to get a seat. Can you book seats online before we go, or do we just turn up and hope for the best? Also, is it open every night? We've reserved seats for Hairspray, and we'll definitely check out Quest. Looking forward to a great vacation on Oasis. We'll send another audio cut soon and give you our thoughts on Oasis on our return. Cheers, Matt. Keep up the good work. Well, Peter, you're absolutely right. The Comedy Club is a great way to spend any evening, uh, especially on Oasis of the Seas. It's a really fun thing. And you're right. It is a very small venue. I'm not sure if the tickets are available. I'm trying to remember on my Oasis Seas Cruise if there were. My recommendation, though, regardless, is just show up early. That's the thing. Just don't show up late. You know, some of the shows in the main, in the main theater or some of the larger venues, you can kind of show up basically at showtime or maybe five minutes later, and there's usually maybe a seat here or there to squeeze into. But the comedy club, that's not the case. And you need to show up. I would recommend, honestly, a good 20 to 30 minutes ahead of time if you want to be certain of getting a seat, especially a good seat. And there's usually a wait staff around to take your drink order, and because you're getting the ultimate drink package, you sir can enjoy a couple of drinks while you wait for the show to start. And, you know, that way you'll get your seat, you'll be assured of it, and it won't be that much of an issue. But if anyone has had any luck booking seats online prior to their cruise, please let me know about that, because I don't, for the comedy club, that is. I know that you can book things like the ice show, and even some of the Broadway shows that are available, but I just don't believe, I'm not mistaken, that you can't book it for the comedy club. But again things change we'll have to let you know about that so have fun peter and let me know how you also like the ultimate drink package it's a lot of money but it's also a lot of drinks so hopefully you enjoy it next email is from christopher percy who's writing in about last week's episode episode 24 royal caribbean staterooms thanks for a very informative podcast matt you are correct in saying that the most important things is to cruise what type of cabin is based on one needs price and itinerary the value of an inside cabin is usually amazing, and of course, a top-level suite with all the amenities is certainly great if it's in your budget. My wife and I are closing in on 50 cruises, and along the way, we have been in every type of cabin. Our memories of every cabin is unique, and it's always the people we meet and the adventures along the way, the type of cabin was secondary. 
One comment about utilizing Choice Air. In our experience, they were the best on pricing for international flights. For example, we were on Celebrity Eclipse this fall and will be flying from San Francisco to London Heathrow to pick up the ship in Southampton and their price was cheaper by $180 per person than any other price I looked at. Wow, Christopher, thank you so much for the information, especially about Choice Air. You know, I haven't used them, so I can't give great information about it, but it's good to hear that your experience with it is actually better than anything else you could find. So anyone out there should always, you know, it doesn't hurt to look at it. You can always price it out and see what they offer and kind of go from there. And of course, Choice Air has the advantage of, you know, if you've run into any problems, they're there to make sure that they can accommodate you. And problems, I mean, like the cruise gets delayed or there's a storm in the area. It's kind of like... Uh, airfare and a little bit of trip insurance, although I wouldn't necessarily go as far as call trip insurance, but there's a little more customer service on that end. So something to consider as well. Next, we have an email from Kayla writes, hello, Matt, any idea when Royal Caribbean will be releasing their 2015 schedule? Ever since you posted that Jewel of the Seas will be leaving out of Los Angeles in September and October 2015, I've been dying to know the itineraries and I'm excited about the possibility of cruising out of Southern California. Well, Kayla, I've heard that we can expect the rest of the 2015 itineraries to be released sometime in March. That's more of a hearsay rumor, so wouldn't necessarily book money on it, but the source is pretty good, so I think it's pretty reliable, and I, I wouldn't just count on it, but you know you know what I mean. It's probably coming out in March. The other thing I would mention about that those Jewel of the Seas cruises going out of Los Angeles, you know, it still remains to be seen if they're going out of Los Angeles or they're just stopping in Los Angeles. Nonetheless, that's still a big step forward because Royal Caribbean hasn't been to LA in quite a long time stopping or going so we'll have to see where that is going i think some people have mentioned to me that they think upon further research it might be part of a larger panama canal cruise but step in the right direction kaylin i know that you and lots of other people over in the west coast would love to have royal caribbean come back over there so and i'm one of them i would love to go check out an la cruise as well so count me in kayla hopefully that'll come to fruition in 2015 and lastly, we have an email from Chad, who actually was, remember Chad was on our episode the other day when he was going on his Liberty of the Seas cruise, and he just sent me an email and said, finally got back from Florida after our cruise, had an absolute blast, the whole cruise was great, really enjoyed the experience. So Chad, thank you so much for the quick note, and I'm so glad to hear that you had such a great time on that cruise. You know, I'm, I was told you before I was jealous that you got to go and I couldn't, and I'm so happy to hear that your first Royal Caribbean cruise was a great experience for you, so hoping that you'll post something maybe on the message boards on royalcaribbeanblog.com and of course you can share their photos and and the whole day-by-day account i love reading those things and a lot of other people do as well so glad to hear that chad and welcome back to the real world <laughs> i know now it's like ah oh, when am i gonna book my next cruise and why do i have to go back to work again yeah it's good and it's bad right anyway don't forget that you can send me your messages comments thoughts whatever's on your mind about royal caribbean by various means of social media you can of course tweet us we're on twitter at at the RCL blog. Facebook, we are facebook.com slash Royal Caribbean blog. You can email us matt at Royal Caribbean blog.com or you can call the Royal Caribbean blog voicemail by calling 408-6-ROYAL-6. That's 408-676-9256. So until next time, I'm Matt Hotchberg and we'll talk again soon. <laughs>